The following is an unpaid program. Welcome to Unpaid Programming. I'm Sam Skolnick. And I'm Craig Horlbeck. And welcome to our first episode of hopefully a zillion. A zillion episodes of Unpaid. Uh, We're the hosts, as you might be able to tell. Yeah, and uh, today's episode is brought to you by alcohol. You know what they say. Drunk words are sober podcasts. Mm Mm-mm. Alcohol. Or whatever. I am drinking something I've never had before. Uh, it is called Montauk. That is the company, Montauk Brewing Company, and it is a summer ale, and it looks like it was made in, in the early 90s. Yeah, the the design on that can is V cool. Yeah, V cool. It's it's got like it's got like pinstripe I mean not pinstripes, it's got like stripes that go across it. It kind of looks like if you took the Argentina soccer Ooh, yeah. jersey and turned it sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very good description. All right, I'm gonna. But oh, I'm drinking. Um, I'm drinking Da Vinci Pinot Grigio, a little Pinot Grigio. Uh, this is a bottle of uh, white wine that uh, Craig and and Jared gave me for my birthday. Thanks, guys. Jared is our third roommate. You're probably wondering what's going on. Um, so Sam and I are two 22 year olds who moved to New York recently. Recently. After we graduated from film school from San Diego State University. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shouts out Aztecs. We are Aztecs for life. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're here and we're pursuing uh, entertainment, comedy, television, film, yeah. writing, sketch. Yeah. And so this this is a little podcast that we wanted to put together so that we kind of had a, a place to um, unwind for the week and kind of like go through ideas that we've had. Uh, during the week, during our jobs, during uh, our everyday lives, and kind of, you know, figure them out, kind of uh, hash them out and, you know, just kind of make them better overall. Because ideas, you know, they don't always start out the greatest, but they can blossom. Exactly. We need to work them into diamonds. Mm. Yeah. So we're hoping to have uh, some cool people. We've made some connections mm-hmm. since we've been here. And you know we we you know we know a few people here and there, so we're hoping as our historic rise to fame continues, we'll uh, be able to make this podcast cooler and cooler. Yeah. So and this cool. beer is okay. It's okay. It's not bad. It kind of tastes like like the most the most fancy cores you could drink. I mean, it's a lager. No, it's a summer ale. It's an ale. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's like a hoppier good course it's Mm. weird i'm actually surprised it's 5.6 percent alcohol i guess that's not super high but like a course is like a 4.2 i am so i'm i'm impressed like i don't mind this montauk summer ale this is some free advertising for this brand (laughs) as we said before we are unpaid (laughs) unpaid program um uh no this uh this pin grige right here is pretty good i i told you guys before i think it's pretty good it's like one of the one of the least least sweet pin grigeas i've had before which is good which is a good thing i don't like it when it's too sweet because then it's like it just it's like you're drinking grape juice do they add sugar to wine um yeah i have no idea but i doubt it no so what makes them sweeter than others just like the grapes 
Yeah, I guess. Well, like what, the more the more time it has to ferment, or like you know something with the fermentation process, it, it gets less and less sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, because the the more more the sugars are being eaten away, the natural sugars are being eaten away by the yeast, the more alcohol that is produced. So um, this is a viniculture podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea. Of, uh, Pinot Grigio, uh, just a sketch about us explaining how wine is made. <laughs> we should just have a, a sketch series of two ignorant people explaining how things are made, just based off our own speculation. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could be so super like wrong. my everyday life. That's <laughs> just what I do. <laughs> it's like what everyone in their early twenties and in college does when they speak to their friends. Yeah. I'm just, uh, you could ask me about anything and I'll explain to you what I think it is as if it's real, as if it's fact. (laughs) And I'll say it as if it's fact and people will believe me as if it's fact. And that's like a problem because people can go away thinking like. That just means you're convincing. Space is, space is uh, ever expanding, which is a, which is a true fact. But if I just said it without even knowing, I think people would just kind of just go away thinking, oh, wow, Sam's a smart dude. Yeah, if I was like, what's actually the difference between yogurt and cheese? And then you just like... I was, well, well yogurt is obvious. It's a, it's the same, it's the same sort of dairy product, but it's earlier along in its process. So like cheese, you let it age for longer, which is why it congeals and gets into this hard block of cheese. And uh, yogurt is just kind of earlier on. And then they, uh, they obviously add flavoring or, or things like of that nature. Hmm. I, I just made that up. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Made that up. Um, I kind of want. I want to. I want to. I, I had a. Co- I wrote down a couple jokes in the past couple days. Okay. Um, um. Oh yeah. So if you don't know, I mean, obviously you don't know. This is a <laughs> you're not familiar with part. our our famous Brooklyn Boys YouTube channel that has twelve subscribers. <laughs> we uh we 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 are com- comedy guys. We do sketch. Uh, we come from improv at in college. And I've been getting into uh, stand-up for the past eight months or so. And um, so anyway, I, I wrote down a few jokes uh, in the, the couple days ago. Um, <laughs> they're, more, they're more like uh, observational. Um, <clears throat> this one I think I told you, I did tell you earlier. Okay, um, so I'll prepare my canned laugh. Yeah, yeah, you got to laugh convincingly. So it's like people always people always like refer to their workplaces as you know a family mm-hmm. or like a team as a family or whatever so it's like it's like uh here at uh, here at microsoft we're a family you're you're now working here welcome to the family daniel your name craig welcome to the family craig mm-hmm. and uh i'm like wondering what kind of qualifications do these things have do these workplaces these teams have to being called a family is it like do are they non-hesitant to to uh share drinks Mm. (laughs) or is it just the um the unspoken agreement to not fuck each other (laughs) that was good canned laughter (laughs) that was that was somewhat convincing yeah thanks um yeah, I don't know. What do you think of that one? It's good, but I think you could come up with even better. Like the setup's fine, but I think like you could come up with even better like rules of family that also apply to businesses to add in there. Yeah, you mean just to like cushion the blow of to agreeing to not fuck each other? 
That one's the big one. And that one's the punch. That one's like what I want to be the punchline. I think the one before that could be better. What was it again? See, I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> forgettable. Yeah. That you just forget it. That's forgettable. Um, yeah. It's the, I said, the agreement, or, or I said, uh, the lack of hesitation to share drinks. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you could do like, Ooh, I don't know. Okay, it's tough. I mean, podcasts are not supposed to have dead air. <laughs> so it's really hard to just think. Think and talk joke. at the same time. Uh, but I don't know. Like something, like there are a ton of things that families do. There's it, like That's that's in fact true. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> families do do quite a bit. You said do do. Um, anyway, there, there, you could say like, uh, do they make do they make dinners for each other? No, sometimes <laughs> do they? Do they? Oh, is it the fact that they uh, buy cake for each other's birthday? Hmm. I mean, that's almost everyone. Yeah. Oh, just friendships. Yeah. But what's the difference between a family and a friendship? Um, relation. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> a family is um of some sort of uh connection in a further along. How do you family act? Tree. How do you act differently among family and friends? Um, I mean, I can name what I mean. You are well, that's so, you're so much more obscene around your friends than your family. <laughs> is it the fact that you won't say fuck? Perhaps. Is it the fact that you won't? Here at Microsoft, you can say fuck all you want. <laughs> here, here at Microsoft, you can talk about jerking off, and nobody cares except for the HR fucking Jim. <laughs> we will not check your search history here at Microsoft. <laughs> like your mom probably did in high school. <laughs> yeah. Here, uh, here at Microsoft, you can, you can jerk off in the bathroom without even being scared that your mom is gonna walk in <laughs> i don't know man that well, that one definitely has more work you want to hear my joke yeah so i'm not a stand-up person i've been like thinking about it but i don't know so i i just write down i i'm more like i'm more interested in i like i just love like situations and interactions between people and i like where we were we are starting to write a pilot and i'm really uh, attracted to the, that idea i just think like writing tv scripts is like really funny and um but here's here's something if i did do stand up maybe i'd say it's very raw okay so, okay yeah i think well mine, heard mine was also raw yeah i think you told me this right. but also yeah can, can that laugh can that laughter okay so my girlfriend uh, i just found out uh hooked up with a guy one week after we broke up so it's your ex-girlfriend crap my <laughs> ex-girlfriend uh, i found out hooked up with this guy a week after we broke up we had dated for two and a half years so you yeah. know, uh, I didn't know what to do, so uh, I ended up saying "fuck it." And I looked up the guy. I found out who he was. Okay, sue me. Ooh. And uh, so what I did to get back at her is I went and hooked up with him. <laughs> yeah, just to get the last laugh, or in this case, the last swallow. <laughs> Goodness gracious! You slay me. I I think uh, I think it's good. It's a good premise for sure. Um. Where, where, what, uh, I mean, obviously, we're just reading it off of our phone. Yeah, I wrote it last night. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I think, oh, God, that's where it's with friends. I'm sorry. Yeah, thrilling Saturday night we're having. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> anyway, anywho, um, 
Uh, I think it would be better, obviously, for both of us if it was a little more conversational rather than us being like, you know, like, I broke up the week after my girlfriend broke up with me or like, or like families. Why are families always blah, blah, blah? I don't know. Like just more natural. Yeah. Although I have been watching a lot of Dimitri Martin lately and um, I really like his his stand up because it's like it it's obvious that it's scripted yeah but it's like he's telling it like a story he's told before you know so it's okay so it's okay yeah Yeah, yeah, so it's like i don't know because i'm into that because i i i don't know like i i don't know it's easier for me to just you know say say the story as as i have it well, that's what's interesting about stand-up is like everyone clearly knows that you wrote it and you're not coming up with it on the spot no matter how conversational you make it sound. Except for uh, pe- people in uh, junior high who's watching the Kevin Hart album or watching the Kevin Hart stand-up special and being like, wow, he can be really funny on the spot. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, was... you talk shit about Kevin Hart, dude. That guy's a visionary. No, I'm saying that was me. I thought Kevin Hart made it all up. Oh, well, that's a thing. Or like had when jokes that he was just like doing it or whatever. Yeah, I probably, I remember watching that Vicious Circle special, the Dane Cook one, and I probably mm-hmm. thought the exact same thing. I mean, I, I when you're there on the spot or when you're watching it live, you don't really like think like, oh, wow, he spent hours, you know, tweaking words and, you know, changing adjectives to make it sound perfect because you kind of almost want it. You want it to feel like he's just he's talking to you, making yeah. it up. Yeah, but exactly. Things like Dimitri Martin and Bo Burnham, it's kind of cool. I kind of don't mind it knowing that it's scripted and knowing that the punchlines are almost cheesy because if you know it is, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just a certain style. It's a, it's a, it's like a, yeah, it's a style of a comedian. And, um, but it works. Yeah, it definitely works. Once you accept like, it as an audience, it becomes really funny. Yeah. Like, and, and another thing about Dimitri Martin, whether he's, whether he's playing, you know, guitar or not. Everything he's saying is like is completely like is like heavily thought about. Is like he, it's like it's all not necessarily things that like happened to him, but could be inspired by things that happened to him. But they're not true stories, and that's the same thing with Bo Burnham too. I think they're very similar in style. Um, and I'm just kind of like into that style. Like I wanna, go, I wanna go deeper into that style. Yeah, deeper into that style. Yeah, sorry. I apologize for that. That's something you should do because most people don't. Most stand-ups, when we go to clubs and watch people, they're not doing that. No. Yeah, it's always good to... <clears throat> I, the thing I like, because like, I do a lot of guitar stuff in my in my five, ten minutes that I have. You should do a sitar. <laughs> sitar. I'd have to learn a completely different instrument. Um, but what what's your uh, take on the guitar if obviously like I have I have songs similar to like what Bo Burnham has, but if I was to use the guitar like Dimitri Martin uses the guitar, would you think of that do you think of that more as like just an added element or more as like a crutch? Because a lot of people I talk to consider using a guitar or an instrument or something like that as a crutch. Nah, I don't buy that. No? No, because let's see them do it then. Yeah whatever yeah. cool if it works and people laugh what does it matter yeah th- that's another thing is I, I i was talking to this booker and he 
was and a I booker? Just, yeah, a booker. A booker for a club. Oh. And he yeah, so he'd see me play. He came up to me afterwards and he was and he was saying, you know, like uh I like your stuff, but you have your guitar and that this is back when I was trying this is like six months ago and I was trying to I was trying out the Dimitri Martin style and uh playing guitar in the background while telling my, you know, set up punchline jokes. And he's and he was telling me, you know, a lot of people are going to view this as a crutch. I view it as a crutch, but hey, if people are buying it, sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's ridiculous. I I mean, I agree. And I kind of agree, but I just have a hard time like when we when we were at the um the funniest college college kid funniest college student at gotham and i got second place did you think um they might have viewed me a little bit lower than the guy who won just because i was doing music as well because he did because the guy who won really funny dude went up and did straight up stand up like yeah potentially yeah like the re like i'm not sure i'm not sure who was funnier or whatever but do you think I could have I could have been slid out of first place because of the guitar? Yeah, I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's so subjective. Like that's such a yeah. Each individual person, it's their own opinion. But I guess, like I can, I mean, yeah, I can see that because I can see somebody who is kind of a stand-up traditionalist look at it and be like, "That's not what stand-up is." Yeah, it's more of like a one-man performance. It's a show, but again. Whatever. Stand, yeah, stand up doesn't mean you have to go up with a microphone and tell one liners or story. Like it just means go up there and do whatever you want to be funny. Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, that goes back to the different. Like we were talking about Kevin Hart and um, Dane Cook. They're 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 similar in the fact that they're very lively talkers, very lively speakers, and they they do a lot of acting out they do a lot of voices they do a lot of you know just kind of i don't know like situational more life stuff yeah like they talk about outlandish situations Mm -hmm. outlandish situations they do false premises like we talked we've talked about before Um, yeah dude have you ever noticed that like all white girls sing in the shower yeah false premise boom all white girls don't sing in the shower but if you have if you have a, a a you know, something to back it up and just hit it with them right afterwards. Nobody's going to ask that question. And if one person has a white friend who sings in the shower, they're immediately going to laugh and be like, that's so true. Every white girl I've ever met does that. <laughs> Jane, you know, Jane, she does that. <laughs> I heard her one time sing in the shower. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff like that. There, That's Dane Cook. That's uh, Crystalia. That's, I don't know. Does Kevin Hart could even do that? I'm not sure if Kevin Hart does that, but yeah, he does. I bet. But but I don't. I, I haven't watched a ton. But of But like my point is, is like what makes. I mean, and then there's there's people like what we said before, Bo Burnham, Dimitri Martin. Like uh, essentially, what is the difference between using a false premise and using a guitar? Like the the style of the joke. If you just lean on that. It's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah. oh, what? Just because you sing the words means it's a crutch, but it just be, but a false premise is a very structured style of joke, and you could follow that and get laughs. And how is that really different? Yeah. Well, people say 
people say that the added element of the guitar or of the piano or of some sort of instrument kind of adds this kind adds this other element where people are just kind of amazed rather than amazed wow okay that was a bad was it well whatever it, i mean it, it just draws their attention and they're just more likely to be engaged because it's a song Ooh. yeah exactly it's a song and and it's and it's easy easier that i'm doing air quotes uh easier for uh you know musical comedians to get laughs if they just do um a really happy sounding song car sound bus drive by we're in prospect heights right now on the second floor of our apartment <laughs> Or, or not of our apartment, our second floor apartment. Our apartment doesn't have two floors. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, what was I saying? Here, uh, well, he- here's, I can kind of, um, th- this is, I'm a huge sports fan, as mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of compare this to something in sports. Okay. It's like, uh, and, and it, it's an issue of discussion. It's kind of going away now just because, and it's about football. Football is changing. But the running quarterback, the idea of a quarterback that runs and uses his legs. A lot of people were like, I'm not I'm not in on it. It's not a traditional quarterback. That's not what the quarterback position uh-huh. is meant to be. But yeah. on the other hand, does it work? If it gets the job done, if he can run and throw. Yards is yards. Yeah, who cares? Oh, it's too flashy. Oh, it doesn't mean they're a real quarterback. Oh, they're just a running back who can kind of throw. Who if cares? they're getting first downs, I don't care how he does it. Yeah, if they get into the Super Bowl, sure. Cam. Cam. And lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if they get if they if they're using this this, <clears throat> sorry. My I mean, boy. he's the MVP. Yeah. If they're using if they're using this uh, this method and they still get into the Super Bowl, who cares? Yeah. And I'm not just saying, oh, this is all because of Cam Newton. No. But there are more running backs, running quarterbacks now than there have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's the only way to be a quarterback, but it works in some cases, and it shouldn't be shot down just because it's different. Yeah. That's a perfect analogy. There we go. Perfect. Wow. My beer's getting like a little warm. Warm? Well, it's now like Luke. No, not lukewarm. It's Oh, that was one of my jokes, dude. What's you, the opposite you of me with that one? What? Luke my lukewarm joke. Like who's Luke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do people say lukewarm? Yeah, like who's Luke? If it's just the if it's just the if it's just the state in between cold and warm. Then who the fuck is Luke? <laughs> what did he What did he do to get that title? Yeah, that was one of my jokes that I did over guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. So actually, though, lukewarm means just like slightly colder than warm, right? It's like in between warm and cold. It's like is it room temp? Like pretty much, I couldn't tell you the difference between room temp and lukewarm. If I had to guess, I would say lukewarm is warmer because the word warm is in it. Oh, so maybe it's the state in between warm and hot, not cold and warm. Lukewarm. Like, if I got into a tub that was lukewarm, mm-hmm. I imagine I would still feel heat. It wouldn't just be like getting Yeah, into I think a... it's in between warm. It's in between, like, room temperature and, and hot. And hot. It's it's warm. <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> yeah. So then when did Luke get into this fucking thing? Well, there needs to be an opposite. Like, what's the difference between normal and cold? Like John Colt, like there needs to be another one. <laughs> Craig claims yeah. Craig Cold is, uh, or Craig Cold, Craig Cold. Well, is there is there if an already cold or... and hot are exact opposites? What's the opposite of warm? Um, I couldn't tell you. Interesting. There's no word for that. We'll just call it Craig. Whoa, 
<laughs> yeah, and it even has the C, like Craig and then Cold. Yeah. But then you don't need Luke, like lukewarm. So you just call it Luke. So it's, yeah, it, it's room temperature, lukewarm, room temperature, Craig Cold. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, glad it's out there. If anyone ever tries to steal that. Yeah. We hey, have the date of this podcast. Hey, millions of listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> you can say Craig cold, all right? You're allowed to say it. Just, <laughs> you know, know where it came from. Yeah, like tweet it. Tweet it. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go. Go for it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Even though it's like, you you don't even, like, I'm going to say my last name and it's kind of hard. Just say it and spell it. Oh, God. <laughs> At Craig Horlbeck 2. I'm sorry. It's Craig spelled normally C-R-A-I-G. Last name Horlbeck, H-O-R-L, B as in boy, E-C-K. Boom. Two. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam underscore Skolnick. Sam underscore S-K-O-L-N as in Nancy i-k marketing mm. that's some good backdoor marketing well for right if there. we're if we're throwing out plugs right now if we're shamelessly plugging right now yeah i mean we, go check out our youtube channel brooklyn it's boys brooklyn boys which is the name of our pilot we have uh we as have of a, right now yeah 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 we're we're going all in on this title brooklyn boys we yeah. we have uh a couple uh videos that have you know mid 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 to low level uh, uh, amount of popularity. Yeah, like maybe like some lukewarm popularity. <laughs> lukewarm popularity. It's in the thousands. I think altogether we have almost 20,000 views between two videos. <laughs> Pretty good. That's honestly not that bad, though. Not terrible. It's called Sorority Stories. It got on total sorority move. Yeah. They were like, oh my God, dying. These guys are hilarious. And uh, And now those creepy Texas girls from their sorority love it. Yeah. You saw that video? Yeah, I saw that video. If you haven't seen that video, type in Texas Sorority Girls Rush video, and it's incredible. Yeah. 80 pie, boo, boo. 80. 80 pie, boo, boo. 80 pie. Come join us, won't you? And it's just like, it's just, it opens the gates of hell. It It really does. does. It really, it really does. All right. So one thing we did want to do in college, the video we made sorority stories Mm -hmm. was about it's kind of like drunk history where we would record uh on camera these two girls of whatever sorority telling a crazy sorority night they had oh my god and then we recreate it by lip syncing it and we act as the guy and the girl or the two girls or whatever characters are involved and yeah yeah yeah. so we do that and then we post it but we thought it would be a cool idea if we could go to actually like if it got big enough we would travel to all the colleges and go to sorority girls on campus record them and then like actually film them on campus yeah that'd be so cool yeah exactly try to try to track them yeah like w- what actually happened but yeah. then do it um Comedically. as you know guys as girls and then girls as guys why not yeah Get, yeah whatever yeah you know we don't discriminate no we we wanted to make we could make it like a like a web series, like a traveling web series. Yeah, like it's like, a, oh, next week we're going to be at Alabama and we're going to be covering Kappa Sigma. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, I mean, that might get a little, uh, a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little messy. Oh, maybe we should name. name the, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't name the name. girls in what sorority they were in. So yeah. we could just say we're traveling to Alabama. Alabama. And then everybody who goes to Alabama will know what sorority we're talking about, but nobody else really has to know. Yeah, you know? and when it gets its you know massive national attention, there be there will be no 
sorority identified. Yeah, no sorority identified. Unless it's, you know, under the books. Yeah, I mean, we could use fake names for the girls, too, because if you if you reverse, like, I don't know. In we like, didn't even introduce the girls. Nah, no, we didn't. We, we just didn't said, even like, put their names. Nope. Which is great. Yeah. Because that's what helped us get them to do it. Anonymity is power. Yeah, and the names of the people they referenced in the actual story were also fake. Uh-huh. Like, our, we have one called Emily and Lewis. Yeah. Oh, our, the names of our episodes are just the people involved. And, yeah, I don't remember. I don't even remember what the two actual people's names were. It was, like, Caitlin and whatever. But it's, yeah, they just, we just gave them fake names. Emily yeah. and Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That was pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot of cool music on our street. We uh-huh. live in a widely, uh... Gentrifying area. In fact, we do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's in the middle of, of gentrification. It's a great, it's a great area though. Yeah, I don't know, you know, right near, right near Prospect Park. Yeah, we've only been here for three months. We are born and raised Cali boys. Yeah, so this is a new experience. Yeah, come to New York for the legendary comedy experience. Hey, and we're doing all right for ourselves. I don't, I mean, like I've been here for three months, and I, I don't need mommy and daddy to pay my rent. Like I'm, we're, we're surviving. We're surviving. I will survive. It's pretty cool. Hey, hey, oh. Do we drop what our jobs are? Yeah, go for it. Yeah? Go for it, Heck yeah, dude. All right. So it's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm not going to be like, yeah, we're actors on this no, cool go, sitcom. No, no. Um, well, right now, I am currently a production assistant. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is right now, so we have been doing uh, a lot of TV work is freelance. Yeah. There's no real like solid TV work unless you're working at like a production company that deals with multiple different TV shows at one time or, or like, you know, other things like that. But right now we're working freelance. Go ahead. <laughs> so right now, I mean, is it freelance if you're doing an entire season? Yeah, because we're only there for a month and a half. So is everyone always freelance? Yeah, most peop- most TV production people are all freelance. Even like the production designer yeah i guess so yeah because everyone is except the writers and the creators yeah exactly well writers i mean i get no i, mean, I don't know usually Those could technically they're... be freelance because the writers are only there for the season but then, then they would come then, back you would assume yeah so then would you say hiatus is just like they're like yeah. they're like uh you know like i don't know like holiday break or something well i mean i i wouldn't call I don't know. I can't name any writers. Can you name a writer for a television show? Uh, <laughs> Shit. Any comedian. Justin Halpern. Yeah. A guy who went to San Diego State. Yeah. He was a writer on Cougar Town. And let's say he did it for five years. I don't think he would consider himself, I'm a freelance writer for Cougar Town. No, you're right. You're right. There, yeah, I think like, I'm freelance a writer. writer might even be a, a separate thing in that instance. Yeah, I think freelance writer might be like writing assistant. Yeah, because you're only you don't really know if it's like or there or it's like somebody who comes in and writes an episode and then leaves or like yeah I don't know who's someone who submits things yeah yeah like like you know like in SNL they have people submit like sketches and then if the sketch got taken then that's a freelance writer for SNL yeah yeah okay anyway anyway go on uh I'm currently a production assistant for America's Next Top Model. Boom, dude, that's a drop right there. Yeah, I dropped the mic. Everybody thinks it's so cool. It's so funny. It's such a <laughs> like a 
like girls seem to think it's this like big deal yeah oh, you go wow. you, you go well you tell anybody that you're like oh yeah i'm just working for this uh tv show america's next top model they're like whoa i recognize that name <laughs> that name sounds familiar and it's been around for a long time that must be a really cool job and you're like not really i i mainly just drive this person around it's not glamorous by any means no i'm not i mean yeah we see the models but it's not like we converse with them but yeah it's a in fact we're not allowed to yeah uh, but it's a it's a great job especially in your in your uh you know situation yeah <laughs> i thought you were gonna take it over you right tell, there. You say what i do no, yeah go for, i mean well, like you you get to work with directly with the art director or the art set direct decorator mm-hmm. something like that and yeah that's cool that's, yeah, yeah you get to stick with one person and get to know them and hang out and like yeah so i drive i'm basically like one of i'm like a, i'm like an ass- personal assistant to the set decorator um and she's in charge of basically getting anything that you see in the scene yeah uh, in the background the couches the pictures the cups the chairs how you know the carpet the wallpaper whatever and so yeah i got lucky enough to, i kind of fell into that think you know sam here actually got me an interview oh stop it <laughs> stop it <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up being cool because she is the set decorator for other shows that are popular. And it's, you know, allowed me to meet some cool people. Mm -hmm. And Sam was also working. Yeah, I was also working there for a little bit. Uh, I didn't have as cool of a job. My job was uh, was more of the traditional production assistant. Yeah, I was very like late, (laughs) late nights, early mornings, long hours. Can't really do anything else while you're working on the show. Yeah, so if like you're in film school right now and you're in college and you're telling your other film friends like, God, dude, I just want to be like a PA for like a sick show. It's It's not not as cool. cool as you think. It could, it could be, it could be fun. It could lead to things. It yeah, it like in be, my case, it's not a bad job. It I enjoy really, it. It just really depends on the position you get, the show you're on, and mm-hmm. and really like the honestly, like you could get as you could get as you know minuscule as the hours you get on the position you have. Yeah, because if you want to, you know, if you want to have go out at night or do, you know, perform at night, anything like that. Poor Sam, you know, he was working like 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And it just kills your night. Yeah, you can't. I couldn't go out. I couldn't do any any open mics. I no. couldn't do any shows. I had to ask, like, if I had a show at 9 p.m. on a on a night, I had to ask for the entire day off because they wouldn't they wouldn't allow me. Like, depending on when I started, I couldn't be guaranteed whether or not I would be off at a certain time no. or guaranteed whether or not I could leave at a certain time, which... I don't know, which didn't work out and, ultimately. And maybe it's just because it's reality television to where they don't know necessarily. They're filming constantly and it's like, oh, Rebecca's throwing up. Let's film it. Like whenever something, you know, big, quote unquote, big happens, you need to be there to film it. So the hours are a little bit staggered and all over the place. So maybe yeah. scripted television is the way to go, which yeah. I'm, I'm well, assuming maybe, it is. Maybe I, I, um, I just feel bad. Because I guess I don't know. I didn't know the hours before. I didn't know what goes into this type of television show before I agreed to take the job. True. I would, I because the only television, I, the only TV show that I worked on before was Joking Off on MTV and, on MTV, and that show was 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 the dopest show to work on because you could because it was normal office hours. You didn't work weekends and uh and yeah and and i and as a pa i got to be i got to work directly with the ex- executive 
producers, the comedians, the everybody. And, and it's it was, just the opposite on it Top Model. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's just the type of show, you know? I don't know. And so if you have the opportunity to pick what type of PA you could be, um, there are several types. You could work in the art department. You could work as a set PA. Uh, you could work um, in the office as an office PA. Yeah. I, uh, I would not recommend office PA. I'm not that I am one, but I've seen a lot of people who are them, and it's it looks like a pretty brutal job. Well, it just gets confusing sometimes because the set PA that I am right now, I freelance set P. I mean, sorry, office PA. The office PA position that I freelance at uh, the uh, is a production company. And this is not top model. And that's not top model, but the production company I work for, they're just regular office hours. So that's that's a great office PA position cuz I go at, you know, 10, I leave at 7, and that's perfect, you know? And uh but office PA for bigger shows could they, be could be brutal hours. Yeah. Very early or very late and get out very late. Yeah. And you, you're mainly, I mean, it's tough when you want to get into the creative world because it's so not stimulating creatively. I mean, you're mainly just filing papers, ordering lunch, organizing lunch, making phone calls. Mm-hmm. It's weird because if you want to get into the creative world, writing, performing, any of that stuff, it's like you, the only way you can get into it is by doing it. You have to do it and get noticed or meet or people. Or do it and know people. Or do it and know people. And in <laughs> some rare cases, you, you I mean, you absolutely only- can work as a PA. And then, you know, it, just by who you are as a person, if you meet people and make friends, yeah, sure, you could get hired. They could hire you as a writer's PA and then it could go from there. There's so many different ways yeah, to ton. get to get to one point. To Like, if you want to be a writer, there are so many different ways to become a writer. Totally. And as is- my British eighth grade math teacher would say there's more than one way to mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah dude there's a lot of streets yeah there are a lot of streets you don't have to do one thing (laughs) there are so that's that's why every time you listen to podcasts and it's like how did you get where you are today and then you idolize that person and they're like well i I, I performed. I was a stand-up at first. I I wrote a lot of uh, specs and uh, a lot of pilots, and I I was performing for for seven years. And uh, at some point, you know, my friend said, "Hey, you should submit to this TV show," and I did, and I got the job. Yeah, you know, that's all good and plenty, but it's not it's not in stone. No, you you can do whatever way you want, and and usually, honestly, obviously, some of it is a little bit of luck. But a lot of it's kind of just who you are. Yeah. If you have a good impression on people and they like you, no matter what you're doing, if you tell them what you want to do, there's a chance that they help you go in the right direction. Haven't heard true words spoken in quite some time. Wow. That wine's getting to you. Well, I think that this is the point where I think we should go on to a Sparkle Farkle. Oh yeah, this yeah. is our, this is gonna be our closing segment. Our little for closing our, segment is, is a little sparkle and a little farkle. For where we our, uh, uh, premiere show of unpaid programming. Premiere. Uh, we, we. Oh, I said <laughs> premiere. Sorry, we've been Did watching you do a that lot of soccer. Premier? No, yeah. I didn't. Um, we've yeah. been watching soccer. Watched, I'm trying to get into the Tottenham Hotspur. So like, yeah, you know. we watched Chelsea come back for a win today. It was great. Anyway, <laughs> uh, sparkle farkle, uh, sparkle farkle. We throughout the week. You know, you kind of look back and see what was your sparkle of the week and what was your farkle of the week. And, you know, the sparkle obviously being a good thing and the farkle obviously being the bad thing. So, 
Craig, what's your uh, Farkle of the week? Oh, my Farkle? Yeah, we're going to go Farkle, then Sparkle. Uh, My Farkle. Yeah, anything... Something that's been crappy. Yeah, yeah, anything like bad. It doesn't have to be terrible. Okay, well, um, the apartment we live in is kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> and we haven't had gas for two weeks. And I'm a big... I like to make my own popcorn. I have like a specific pot that's like... you. I purchase it and it's made to make popcorn. It's called? The Whirly Pop. It's freaking great. Yep. Go get it at Bed Bath & Beyond. It's $20. I want to single-handedly keep that company alive. We are not being <clears throat> sponsored by Whirly Pop in any way, shape, or form. Okay, go <laughs> but ahead. But it's great. And our landlord is a slumlord and doesn't help us with anything. And we have mold in our bathroom. And everything sucks in our apartment. But it's big, and we live in a decent area. And I like New York. Yeah, you can't ask for much more. No, we don't pay that much, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if, if uh, he doesn't get his act together... We won't pay anything because that's how things work around here. <laughs> but enough about that. Sam, what's your farkle? My farkle of the week. Um, I don't know, man. You haven't been thinking about it while I was thinking I, about it. No, I was, I was engaged with your conversation. <laughs> so um, let's see. I don't know, man. I, I guess, um, <laughs> well, at work this week, I was sent on a task um to go get non-lubricated black condoms for um for sound purposes for like sound equipment purposes they use it to to roll over microphones so what? that so yeah, that I they didn't don't know this. yeah they use them to roll over microphones so that they don't get uh they don't get water damage you know they keep them from getting water damage for whether it's sweat rain whatever you mean in like in like storage or transportation anything like, like not while they if, use them. If you're using them, I mean, I don't know. That's a good point. You put a condom over the microphone while you speak into it. I have no idea how or what. The point is, is I went out on this hour and a half journey to find these these how condoms. Many? How many? Yeah, how many did you buy? Well, I well that's the thing. I went out on this hour and a half voyage to try to find these things. Couldn't find them anywhere. I went to I went to three different uh, pharmacies, and then I went to this sound house. It's a sound. It's a sound equipment purchasing facility, and they had and them? they did not have them. Oh, and wait, the task was to go buy black condoms, black non lubricated condoms. And how many did you buy? I didn't. Oh, you never even found. them? I never found them. That's that. That's the thing. I I was well, texting I'm... with the guy who asked me to, and I was like, I was like, I honestly am having the hardest time finding these things. He was like, he was like, all right, just come back then. I was like, well, I I'm assuming this isn't the first time that they've asked for them. That's what I'm saying. And he sent me to that sound house to the place where he said he said you could probably find them here, and they had no idea what. I was How many about. did they ask you to buy? Well, he said he said if I found him at a pharmacy, just to get you know like a twelve pack. If I found him at the sound thing, get a hundred pack. A hundred pack? I don't know, man. Maybe he's found him at the sound. I didn't question it. Why did they I have to be black? What he was talking about, just to blend in with microphones, I guess. Most microphones are black. Yeah, but why would you need the, it to blend in unless it's on camera? Maybe uh, he said he said it was for um, lav mics. For lav mics, I feel like a microphone is too big. For, I mean, a, a, a condom is too big for lav mics. Way too big. A lavalier is like the size of a I, marble. I honestly, maybe they were fucking with me. And to be just, honest, <laughs> and they just didn't tell me because it would have been funny if I came back and and they were like, "Ha, ah, just kidding." But that didn't happen. I wow. just came back and they were like, "All right, well, <laughs> next time." It's <laughs> like, well, what? <laughs> That's insane. Anyway. Office PA life. 
Anyway, Office PLF. Uh, what's your sparkle for the week? Um, my sparkle is I potentially got myself and you an interview on a cool show. Yeah. That I will not name unless we get it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. As a PA, it's not, you know. Yeah, it's nothing, uh, like we said, we were talking about how an office PA on a, on a regular show isn't necessarily that great, but this interview's for an office PA. <laughs> yeah. So like we're, anything we say is just kind of, you know, spewing. Yeah. Like we say all these things, like it's really That kind of goes back great. to what we were talking about before me talking about me talk me telling people things as if it's fact yeah we're just kind of spewing yeah like we just told you all this stuff about why being an office pa is not that cool this but if just, i get this job i'm taking it this is based off of our limited knowledge of you know like three months of in the industry <laughs> quote unquote yeah anyway so go ahead uh my sparkle of the week man i i don't come up with them as fast as you um what made you smile this week what made me smile mm-hmm. this week? Wow. Dang. This is tough. This week. is very difficult. Oh, I got an audition for a, for a commercial this week. I got two auditions for, for advertisements. I'll call them both advertisements because one was print, one was a, a video commercial. And that was pretty cool. Um, I went to this I went to this uh, casting location. It's like this casting place with like six different rooms around the uh, main lobby. And there was like probably 50 people there. Ten of them which uh, looked exactly like me. <laughs> there was ten white dudes with brown combed over hair. About 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, no, no, no. Don't say what you look like. If you want to know what Sam and I look like, <laughs> check out our YouTube channel, Brooklyn Boys. That's the third time you've mentioned Brooklyn Boys. <laughs> Woo! All right, Craig, do you have anything else you want to plug before we head out? Well, um, I want to thank everyone for listening, if you are, to so our first people. episode of Unpaid Programming, our uh, our, our, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we might actually be starting a couple other podcasts uh, with our third roommate, Jared, who's a hilarious dude, and I want everyone to hear him speak. Yeah, he's got a wonderful voice. Oh, he does. Way better than us. He's yeah. a great radio voice. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we might be doing that about pilots or something of that nature. Yeah, something like the TV pilot, you know, uh, realm. Realm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks, everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll plug my website. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay. Can I plug? Oh, it's, it's samdoescomedy.com, dude. Yeah. It's got videos of um, Brooklyn Boys. It's got videos of me doing stand-up. It's got videos of me doing a, an embarrassing, dumb impressions video. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this every week, so continue to come back. You know, and if you didn't like this one, it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe you'll like the next maybe one. Maybe you'll like the next one. I think we're going to get better you know very quickly we're like a girl going through puberty all right no dude we gotta we gotta go out you okay like, you wait know, no explain yourself okay like, <laughs> I was, i'm really glad you didn't just roll over yeah that. yeah, yeah you like gotta... you know like before puberty it's like you know like she looks like a child but after puberty you're like wow she's really come into her own <laughs> but i'm gonna wait till she's 18 so <laughs> that, that's like that's us you know right now maybe we're in our pre-pubescent phase of podcasting which why shouldn't we this is the first episode, but you give us time, we'll grow and we'll develop. All right, dude, we're sounding a little, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we just we need to go out confident. Okay? Oh, for sure, this yeah. podcast is sick. Um, uh, thanks for the uh, hundreds of thousands of viewers out there listening. Shouts um, out alcohol for the sponsorship. Shouts out, shouts out alcohol for the sponsorship, and uh, I guess we'll be seeing you, or we'll be. 
speaking with you next week. Yeah, and you never know. Keep tuning in. We might have some sick guests. Yeah, we'll keep doing this unpaid programming until we paid, player. Until we paid. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get paid. All right, let's... Let's uh let's go get paid. Let's get that money. All right, peace.